Hey everybody, it's me, The Friendly Outsider, and here I am in beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. And I'll just give you a bit of a pan around to see the amazing location I'm at. You can see the ocean behind me with the United States in the background. So today I'm going to tell you a story. Um, it's my story, or it's a story of mine. And, uh... So, any of you who have watched my former podcasts or listened to them, um, I talked about how I came back to Canada and I was trying to go to Bali and I got hit by bad luck and didn't make it and ended up being stuck in Canada last winter, the winter at the start of 2020. Um, I didn't have any warm clothes. I'd shipped all my warm clothes from Australia back to Canada because I thought I was going to be in Southeast Asia all winter. And it didn't work out that way. Vancouver is beautiful and I was enjoying being there. Unfortunately, I just wasn't ready for the winter. It was uh, cold and wet. Uh, Vancouver is a very, very rainy city in the winter and it rained for like 28 days out of 31 in January. And I just wasn't used to that and, uh, and I wasn't ready for it either. If, um, and I only had like these crappy shoes from, I mean, I'm going to rephrase that, nice shoes, thin shoes though, definitely not winter shoes, just like standard running shoes. I didn't have any proper winter boots and I was just getting back to Canada, so I was trying not to spend money. I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on boots. and So uh, I had a ticket from Japan to Canada um, in mid-March last year, 2020. And my plan was I was going to go back to Japan uh, and spend a bit of time there, which would maintain my permanent residency because I had to go back once a year, every year. And then I used the ticket I had from Japan and come back to Canada. This was the ticket left over when I didn't go to Southeast Asia. So this was my new plan as I was trying to, to recover from the, the issues I ran into before. And, uh, you know, I was back in Canada. And so I bought a ticket to Kamloops, um, um, a bus ticket. And I was going to go see my friends and family in Kamloops, where I'm from. And then I was going to fly from there to Edmonton and see my dad and then fly from there to Japan spend a couple weeks in Japan and fly back to Canada. So this was the plan. Now, about a week before, no, maybe it was a little, yeah, about a week before I was going to Kamloops, just because of the wet weather and my feet were always a little wet and I got a bit of a sore on the inside of my toe. And uh, it wasn't nice. And it just kind of was kept getting worse and I was putting Neosporin in it and I'm putting alcohol on it and I'm wrapping it and I'm trying to fix it. But you know, it wasn't working. I'm like, come on, why isn't this healing? And uh, and then I went to Kamloops and I was there for a week and halfway through I got really sick. And I was like, basically, I just stayed in bed for three days, sweating and shivering, listening to podcasts, but not leaving the bed barely at all, once or twice a day maybe. And, and this um, was right when COVID was starting. You know, this was um, late February 2020 and in Canada, things kind of hit the roof, I think, in mid-March, maybe around the 11th or something. And, um, and so I'm sick in bed in Kamloops, and I know about COVID because I've got friends and family in Japan, and I, uh, you know, I was following how things were going, and they had that Diamond Princess cruise ship that was, that, uh, you know, with the COVID cases on it. So I knew what was going on before it had really 
be noticed so much in the West yet. Um, it was just starting to become a topic of conversation. So, so I really want to get to Japan though, because if I I got this situation where if I don't get to Japan by uh, February twenty second or something, I lose my permanent residency. That was like a year since I'd last been to Japan. So I was desperate to get there, and so I'm sick in Kamloops, but I'm like, uh, I just gotta like push through it. So I got on a flight and I flew from Kamloops to Edmonton. And I tell you, it's a good thing people didn't know about COVID yet because I would have scared some people. I was like not well on that plane. And then I had like, they bumped my flight when I got to, uh, when I had a layover and I was like sick in the airport. And, um, but I knew it wasn't COVID because it wasn't a respiratory thing. I was like sweating and I was shivering. Um, and so I get to Edmonton and I see my dad and telling him, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing well, dad, you got to take me to the doctor. And he takes me to a doctor and I show them the lady my toe. And she says, uh, she's like, okay, you need to go to a hospital. And I was like, well, I'm going to Japan tomorrow. I'm flying to Japan tomorrow. And she's like, well, you need to go to a hospital when you get to Japan. Like, okay. So she prescribed me some antibiotics. And, um, and so I went home and I took the antibiotics and I slept overnight. And I get up the next morning and I'm supposed to fly to Japan. You know, and I've called my buddy Ernie who I, and asked him to, I told him when I get to Japan, you got to take me to a hospital, but I'm not well. And, um. Uh, and so I get up and I fly from Edmonton to Vancouver and I'm walking from domestic to international and I start sweating and shivering. I'm like drenched in sweat and I'm freezing. I'm like, what the hell? I can't get on a 10 hour, hour flight. They're not going to let me in the country in the best of times. And they got COVID going on right now. They're going to think I have COVID for sure. So I... Um, I uh, asked them to take. I asked them to take my um, luggage off the plane, and I called my friend Joanne. She came pick me up and drove me home. And I went home. And I just I was so sick. So I lay down on the sofa and I went to sleep. This was like mid afternoon. Uh, the next morning I woke up. I wasn't. I was like, ah, I need food because I had no food because I wasn't supposed to be back in Vancouver for a couple of weeks. So I'd eaten everything I had before I left for Kamloops and. And uh, I go up to the side, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go shower and then I'll go to the, the grocery store and I'll get some food. And I go upstairs to the shower and I unwrap my toe. My toe's black. I'm like, oh, shit. And I uh, call the hospital, freaked out. And I'm like, all right, sorry, I didn't call the hospital. I called the taxi. I'm like freaking out. And, jump in the taxi and I go to the hospital and um, and I showed them my toe and I was like, I think I have a pretty bad toe infection and I think I might have diabetes. Now, you might be wondering why I'm saying that. Let's skip back a month. So about a month before I even started getting the infection or a couple of weeks, I went to the eye doctor to get some contact lenses or a prescription for contact lenses. Oh, I had some contact lenses. and. And so I'm telling her, I'm like, you know, when I look at really little letters, sometimes they like disappear and I just got to like look to the side and come back and I'm able to see it. Is that just like macular de de degeneration from age? She said, no, that's not particularly normal. She looks in my eyes. She comes back to me and she says, I think you have diabetes. I was like, what? And I, in my head, I'm like, this is daft. Like, I'm super healthy. <laughs> I'm like eating healthy. I'm like, you know, fit. 
how uh, that can't be right um so but you know i'm polite i was like okay thanks and she's like you should you need to go to the hospital and i was like yeah okay being a dude i put it off so this was kind of running in the back of my head as my infection is not getting better and i'm like starting to come to terms with i think i might have diabetes i'm gonna have to deal with this when i get back from japan and uh well turned out i had to deal with it before i went to japan (laughs) um so they check me into the hospital and the doctor comes and looks at my toe the emergency doctor she's like okay uh we're gonna have to take your toe off tomorrow morning (laughs) or we're taking your toe off you have diabetes we're taking your toe off and i was like but i heal well she said not from this you don't (laughs) and i mean she didn't say it in a harsh way but she said it in a very matter of factual way said your toe's dead and uh that was a hard thing to be told you know I had to phone my mom. Oh, I'm getting my toe amputated in the morning. And, um, and it was kind of, you know, and so the next morning I went into surgery and when I woke up, no more toe. <laughs> Took off my big toe. And, uh, you know, it was weird. Like, I've heard of this disease where people get, like, they all of a sudden feel like a limb is not their own. So this isn't like, phantom pains this is a different thing like someone all of a sudden has like alien hand syndrome where they're like i don't think my hand's my own hand and they like sometimes want to like cut it off and i felt that with my toe like all of a sudden when she told me it was dead and i realized it wasn't coming back i'm pretty quick at accepting stuff like that i was like get it off why do we have to wait for the morning like i just didn't want it so uh I mean, of course I wanted it, <laughs> but at this point it wasn't coming back. So just, let's just get rid of it. So yeah, I went through the surgery and my folks came up. I spent like five days in the hospital and they were like taking care of me because it turned out I was in massive diabetic shock, which is why my toe wasn't healing. Now here's the interesting thing that turns out I was super healthy, kind of. I was so healthy. It was covering my underlying issues that I didn't know about, which was the diabetes. So I was keeping a balance um, until something tipped the balance and then I crashed and so uh you know I was in the hospital and they were like giving me insulin and like bringing my blood sugar trying to bring my blood sugars down to something controllable before they could even let me out um, especially after a surgery and so I was in the hospital for five days and I recorded a podcast at that point I think I'll put it up at some point it wasn't about that I just happened to be outside the hospital um but yeah I went through uh so then my parents drove me back to Kamloops my hometown and to begin the healing process, they told me it'd be about four to six weeks. And I thought, I'm thinking, oh, I'll get back to, to Japan after this. So now this is the very start of March 2020. And I get to Kamloops and I go see the doctor and he, the surgeon there, the surgeon who's, because I was in Vancouver and they had to transfer me across. And usually I had the, Van, the surgeon in Vancouver would be looking at me, but this time it was the surgeon in Kamloops because I'd, I'd switched um, locales as it were. So he looked at it and he's like, okay, I'm going to change your antibiotics. I want you to come back in here in a week. And, uh, and so I come back in in a week and they send me in to get some, some x-rays and stuff like that. We come back. He's like, okay, we need to have a, a talk. And he said, your, to- your toe is healing, but it's still got some infection in it. And we're getting the infection, but the bone's a little mushy. So what's going to happen is over time, because you don't got this toe, you're going to walk and you're going to kind of slouch inwards with it. And because the bone's a little mushy, at some point you're going to get an infection and it's not going to be able to heal because you have diabetes and we're going to have to chop your leg off below the knee. And I was like, ah, as you can imagine. He's like, or 
we take off the whole front of your foot and then you can just roll off it forwards like uh, uh, you know the same way as if you have toes you'll be able to hike you'll be able to do what you did before you could do yoga and uh and i was like well i guess those two options i definitely like the second one better um you know it's hard making a decision but so i went with it and um so he said he called me early the next week so this is like on a wednesday so it's coming around, and I think on like the Friday or so, they they announced the COVID, the pandemic. They officially announced it as a pandemic, and and uh, it comes around to early in the next week, and I'm starting to get a little nervous. Like I actually, I don't want to spend another five days in the hospital when COVID's coming around. I'm like kind of freaking out because this is early days when there's still just a lot of like you know questions as to what it is and what's going on with it, and. Uh, and so I'm kind of freaking out. And so it hits Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday of the next week. And they still haven't called. And uh, and my mom calls them on Thursday. And they're like, oh, we'll get the doctor to call you. And then Friday morning rolls around. And I'm sitting out on the patio enjoying the morning and beautiful Kamloops spring. And uh, mom brings me the phone. She's like, the hospital's calling. And they say, you got to come in for your surgery this afternoon. And I was like, but oh. But I've had, like, breakfast and stuff like that. I'm not ready for a general anesthetic. And, uh... Okay. And, uh, I'm not ready for a general anesthetic. And, uh, and she's like, uh, that's okay. Just come in. I'm like, it's okay? I was like, she's like, yeah. I was like, so you're doing local anesthetic? She's like, yep. I was like, so when will I be home? She's like, you'll be home tonight. (laughs) It's like, Really? And so I go to the hospital that afternoon and they gave me an anesthetic from the knee down, a blocker, and, uh, and then they cut off the front of my foot while I was awake, talking to the doctor through the whole surgery. So, uh, let's see if I can show this right. I hope I got the camera pointed good, but I think I do. There it is, guys. The big reveal. If that didn't work, I'm going to have to splice something in there. There's my foot. Little foot. So, yeah, I'm an amputee. Um, It was unexpected, to say the least. Uh, yeah, I've come to terms with it. It's been a year. Uh, actually, the year anniversary was just the other day. It doesn't really bother me, actually. It's a story to tell. It's a story that not many people have, and I love to experience things. I've always thought life was about the experience. Now, this is not an experience I would have, like, gone willingly into, but after being forced into it, I have come to accept it, and I went with it, and it's been an interesting process. Like, what does an amputee feel? <laughs> what is, you know, how does that healing process work? And what are the challenges? And um, fortunately, I was in an awesome mindset going into it in that I had been doing so much yoga. And like, I mean, just coincidentally, I'd been balancing on <clears throat> one foot like all the time for the past two years ever since I'd started yoga so like I'd be just like brushing my teeth and standing on one foot and then the other just learning to balance because I lost that when I started yoga I was like oh my god I have zero balance at all and uh and one of the things they talk about in yoga a lot is like 
or no, not a lot, but it's been mentioned. It's like how often when we get older, um, what starts the beginning and the end for many people is a fall that incapacitates them or, you know, creates, limits their ability to get around. And yoga is really good for stability and balance. So I'm trying to get the balance I can while I'm younger. So I'd been practicing standing on one foot all the time. And on top of this, I had this one yoga teacher and she'd always do this exercise where she'd have a stand, like just stand, hands by your sides and lift your toes. And then try balancing just like that sometimes, or stand on one foot and lift your toes, but not use your toes for balance. So just coincidentally, right before I've got to spend six weeks on crutches and, uh, and get half my foot amputated, I've been practicing balancing and, not, and doing so without my toes. So like the universe worked a weird way that way. Never would I have guessed that uh, this would be a, a benefit from from yoga would be that I would be able to function as an amputee still, or function normally as an amputee. So, so where am I at? Well, pretty normal, to be honest. I've had to learn to rewalk. Um, so one of the things the orthotist told me after the fact was. So she watched me walking. She's like, well, you're being really good to your stumpy foot, but your other foot, you're clomping down. You're going clomp, clomp, clomp. And she's like, we don't want you to destroy the arch of that foot. It's more important now. So you got to learn to walk more carefully. And once she pointed it out, I realized I was like walking, scooch, scooch, you know. So I had to really learn to re, like re-walk. And so that means, because my stride is different, the way I push off on my shorter foot is different. So I got to push off like more with a, with a torque on my on my ankle and then I need to properly roll through my heel to my toe on my other foot and I'm getting pretty good at it like it's not a noticeable limp although if you know that I limp then you will notice it but it's not one that people and I've actually walked with people a couple times that don't know and then afterwards I'd be like so yeah I'm an amputee you notice me limping or not and they're like oh no and you know so and oh well a couple people said well now that you mentioned it yeah I guess I could see that but I hadn't realized or whatever so like it's not a super noticeable limp. I can ride a bike. Um, it's weird. I, now I have to use the center of my foot to push off with instead of the ball of my foot. Um, and I can do yoga. And I'm, my balance now on my stump is better than my balance was on my whole foot before I started yoga a few years ago. So still pretty bad. I don't have very good balance. I'm a 45-year-old man. Um, and you, you know your inner ear starts to harden and you don't have as good balance at that point. And because of the diabetes, I have some numbness on the bottom of my feet, which makes it harder for me to respond to, to the shifting in, in balance um, as fast. You know, my response times are a lot slower. So, but I do balance pretty good. Like, I can balance on my right foot for a long time now. Like, you know, I'm like, whoa, wobble it around, but I won't put my other foot down for quite a while. Uh, and it's kind of fun. It's a challenge. Um, and I can do yoga. I did yoga for a couple months. It's actually COVID that's holding me back. Having the diabetes, I don't want to be around people, so I've been keeping to myself pretty much for the last year. <laughs> as far as it goes, I've been being pretty careful. I mean, not entirely to myself. I've been living with, you know, my friend and and uh, her family and stuff like that. But um, I've been definitely, you know, social distancing, wearing a mask and isolating. Um, but I did go to yoga for a couple months when I was in places where I felt it was there was very low case numbers, and it was good. It felt really good. Like, it felt powerful. And so I actually fine with my foot i have zero problem with it i like to joke about it like uh well i got a few different jokes but i'll keep them until i see you in person and i can throw them out as part of the conversation but i like to joke about it it's fun and it's an interesting story it gives me something to talk about with people right 
I mean, it's given me uh, 20 minutes of a podcast at this moment. Um, and I'm a talker and I'm a storyteller, the friendly outsider. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, having another story to tell just adds more ammo to my playbook. Uh, the bigger issue is having diabetes. I don't like that. That could result in bigger problems for the rest of my life. So I've really rethought my diet a lot. Um, I eat healthy meals. Um, you know, I, I eat oatmeal pretty much every morning with like flax and hemp hearts and cinnamon, all these things that are supposed to be really good for diabetes. I've pretty much mostly cut out sugars. Although the way the doctor explained it to me, they're like, you can have something, you know, you can eat pretty much anything as long as it's in moderation. And like sometimes, and you know, don't eat a whole piece of cake or whatever, have a bite or two. So sometimes I'll have a bite of something or half of something or whatever. Um, and then I try, like if I'm eating carbohydrates, I try and pack a lot of proteins and fats around it so that the carbohydrates are like, don't pack as much of a punch and blah, 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 blah. I don't really want to go into the details of that. But the point is, is that, you know, it's weird. You would think having half a foot being an amputee would be the bigger issue, but it's not. Um, it's having diabetes. That's a bigger issue. Uh, as far as being an amputee, now I have a handicap parking pass. But I don't have a car or a driver's license, and I even feel bad using it anyways because when it comes down to it, I'm mobile. I've been hiking. I can get around. I don't need to use it for the most part. Um, so it's nice to have for maybe those times when my foot is a little sore, but you know, as far as it goes, I'd rather leave those spots for the people who need them unless there's a whole bunch open. Um, an interesting side story of the surgery. You know, So I'm awake while I'm talking to the surgeon, and... Uh, and so we're chatting through the whole thing and I'm like, I was telling him, I was like, well, at least it's not back in like the Civil War days when they give you a bottle of whiskey and a piece of hard leather to bite on and say, good luck. And, uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, and so we're talking and we get about halfway through the surgery and, and uh, I say, so doctor, with a procedure like this, generally about how long does it take before the toes start growing back? And uh, he didn't say anything for a minute. <laughs> probably scared the shit out of him. He was probably pretty happy that, it, that we weren't in America. If we were in America, he'd be thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get so sued. <laughs> but I was just playing around because, you know, once uh, I'm the type of person, once I've accepted that something is what it is, I deal with it. And that's what it was. You know, they told me he was taking it off and that was the better thing to do. And I trusted him. And I, uh, my brother's an orthotist. I actually went and talked to him and got a second opinion on the matter. And he agreed fully. He said, yeah, this guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. And also as a side story, my brother, you know, I sent pictures to my brother and I've been talking to him because he's my brother and, and he knows this stuff and we're family. We love each other. And, uh, and he looks at the, after, after the stitches had healed, I hope that kept recording. After the stitches had healed, he looked at you know, pictures I sent him, he's overseas, so I haven't been able to see him. And he's like, oh, my God, this guy must be a quilter in his free time. Um, apparently, the surgeon did an amazing job. And my brother has experiencing thousands and thousands of these surgeries. So, you know, it's, uh, it was a good feeling to know that in Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada, I got the most amazing surgery that it, I wouldn't have expected to get in Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> Love my hometown. And I definitely, you know, peace to their... their um, well, Dr. Johnson, which is a, he's a diabetic, or vascular surgeon specializing in diabetes. Anyways, that's not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is just kind of to tell you all where I'm at with that. And, uh, fuck, it's weird. Like, I know it's weird for people. Um, like, I know, like, I've had a year to come to terms with it. And I have. I'm pretty cool with it. But, you know, other people, like, 
I mean, I remember meeting people who were amputees or like who had lost fingers or whatever. And it's definitely something you focus on. Like it's, it's a thing, but still me, still the friendly outsider, still doing what I do and everything. Um, running's a little comedic. <laughs> so I generally don't do it. Um, you know, but I can kind of, uh, don't really want people to see it, <laughs> um, but everything else is pretty good. What you think I was an amateur podcaster or something, somebody who forgets to charge the battery before they start recording a podcast. So here I am back. Um, so the interesting thing about this all happening during COVID was, it was kind of a blessing and, you know, it was a good thing and a bad thing. I'm not going to use curse, but, um, because when COVID, when everything really hit, you know, went off last year in the middle of March, I was already healing from my first surgery and not going out. I was already isolated because, you know, I had, uh, I had to heal. And so all of a sudden the world was like in a same sort of position where everyone had to be home. And, you know, usually when someone has a surgery, it takes them out of the game as it were. They're like, um, you know, they can't work. They, and they can't really do anything and life is going on without them and they're not able to participate for a while and that can be debilitating. That can, you know, be financially debilitating, emotionally debilitating. Whereas I was in this position where there wasn't a game to get back to both because the whole world was on shutdown and also because I hadn't even established myself in Canada yet to have a normal to get back to. So that everyone else was like, can't wait for things to get back to normal. I was like, I don't even know what that is. So having everything put on hold for a while while I healed, you know, it, it made it easier to deal with for me on an emotional level. And the other thing is, too, I try to be a positive person. I try to keep things in perspective. So, you know, one of the things that kept me going last year for a lot of the year was I, everyone, like, how can I complain? Look at what everyone's going through. I mean, of course I have rights, but I mean, no one wants to hear my complaints right now because everyone's got shit going on. It's a pandemic, people losing their jobs, not knowing where the security's coming from, losing businesses. So, I mean, I didn't want to be complaining about my position. And that, from, you know, that perspective helps, but unfortunately on a subconscious level, it led to this position where I, I also didn't address that it was okay to be dealing with the trauma of, of having this all happen, especially after I came back to a country and was not established in a pandemic yet. And, you know, as everything was on pause for a lot of last year, it was good. But, you know, come towards the end of last year, I'm starting to realize, oh, my God, I got to get back to life. And I don't even know what life is. I got to, like, not just I mean, get back to life. Um, not just get back to life, but get back to... I'm going to put this down because there's people walking behind me still. Um, I got to create a life, just create a life, establish a new one. That's always uh, a challenge. It's my third time doing it. I went to Japan, then I went to Canada, and now I've gone, or I mean to Australia, and now I've come back to Canada. So I've reestablished myself. It's a process, I understand, and I know how to, or sorry, I haven't reestablished myself. I've done it in other countries, and now I'm about to do it again in, uh, in my homeland, fortunately, where I speak the language. I mean, I spoke Japanese too, and, and Aussie. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, it's a different thing. So, I'm living in Victoria. I got an Airbnb. I'm sort of bootstrapping until I can uh, get a proper place to live. 
Um, and I guess I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm not a bit of a mess in a lot of ways. It's, uh, you know, the anxiety of rebuilding this life after and the position I'm at definitely, it's a, it causes a lot of stresses, but like I say, I like to keep perspective and unfortunately a lot of people have a lot of, I've lived a privileged, privileged, lucky life. So a few hits come my way. I don't like it. Definitely don't like it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. And the other side of it is I can, I'm live, look at where I am. And I mean, I know you listeners, you're just getting a few moments of silence, but I'm in a beautiful place. And uh, I'm back in my homeland, close to my friends, close to my family. That feels great. Much left all. If you got any questions, feel free to reach out however you want to do, whether it's the comments. I'm an open book. There's not much I'm not willing to talk about in relation to this whole thing. And if I'm not willing to, I just won't answer your question. Or I'll reach out to you privately and talk to you about why. Either way, hope you liked my podcast. This was my announcement. I'm an amputee but I'm okay with it. Take it easy, guys.